Hey there, architecture enthusiast. Nikita Reed here, inviting you on an incredible journey through time and space with my podcast, Tangible Remnants. Historic preservation and sustainability? Let's go ahead right now and debunk the myth that they are opposites. In fact, they are two sides of the same coin, shaping our collective future. In a work environment, it has been challenging because I've had to probably do more than double just to make sure that I quote unquote fit in. But the environments that have allowed me to do me on the front end, I've been extremely successful. You look at all these PhDs, they've built that on the backs of our elders. Absolutely. What they consider themselves to be experts at is what they've worked with us to achieve. I know we have to. We have to prioritize people before products and before place. Join me as we unravel the stories of historic buildings shaped by the people of a specific era and often influenced by race and gender. These tangible remnants are windows into our past and guideposts for the future. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe now to Tangible Remnants. Let's explore the interconnectedness of architecture, preservation, sustainability, race, and gender. I feel like I haven't sneezed all day today. And as soon as I hit record, I feel a little tickle in my nose. <laughs> Is it like you sneeze all, all the time? <laughs> I do sneeze often. I, I have oh, bad allergies. Okay. I was more just because you were like, I don't I haven't sneezed all day. Like it's something that you're like <laughs> counting on. It's unusual. It's like hiccups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of She Builds Podcast, where we typically share the untold stories of historical women in the building and construction industry. That's right. We're at the end of another season. So it's time for a wrap up. I'm Nurjiri Rivas going through an obsession with Naruto Shonen Jump mm -hmm. from Houston, Texas. <laughs> I, I shouldn't even admit how many hours I've spent this month. <laughs> with my co-hosts Lizzie and Jessica. I'm Lizzie Rar watching The Bear on Hulu in San Francisco. I'm Jessica Rogers, also watching Bear on Hulu. I've also binged a lot of shows, including Hacks on HBO, and I'm based out of Miami, Florida. Here we are, ladies. Episode 60. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we made it to another decade of episodes. Uh, sort of. Well, at the end of every season, we reflect on what we have learned in the last nine episodes. So, ladies, if you could sum up in one word, how would you describe this season? Business. Boss. <laughs> I would say achievements. It was like achievement on achievement true, on achievements. True. Yes, that's true. true. This season of bosses and industry leaders brought on some interesting themes for us. Oh, yeah. It was fascinating because some of our ladies started their businesses working with their husbands or by taking over the family business. So, of course, that would impact how the businesses would be ran and perhaps bring on some drama. Mm, yeah. Nergidi found out that Kate Gleason's family all thought that she was really selfish and like a terrible person or something, because mm. when she left the family business, she and her brother weren't on good terms. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It turns out her brother, Andrew, badmouthed her all through town. And so generations later, a woman that married into the family, Janice Gleason, was really confused. Like, how could it be that the town of Rochester thinks of Kate like a hero Mm -hmm. while her family thinks of her like she who must not be named? (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't make sense. So Janice started digging and realized that Andrew was just jealous that Kate was running the show instead of him. (laughs) And he made it his mission to push her out of the company and basically the family. That is vicious. Yeah. And he succeeded. Remember, he gave her the ultimatum, either Kate goes or I do. And then Kate knew that she could succeed anywhere. And she was like, okay, I'm done with you and this drama, not to say some quack word. (laughs) And that's when she left the company and moved on to do a buttload of stuff that we mentioned on episode 59. Right. Yes. And it's just so sad that it was her brother to like cause all this family. I agree. Well, thank goodness for Janice. And wasn't it also like Kate kind of knew that. I mean, she knew that she could do it on her own, but it was also sort of in his benefit, right? That like he he would have a harder time. Like it was almost kind of selfless in some ways of her stepping aside. Right. Right. Yeah. She knew that she could do it anywhere else, but he probably didn't have as good of a chance. Right. He didn't have the connections and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because Kate was the savvier businesswoman than right, the right. brother. Well, thank goodness for Janice, because she set out to clear Kate's name and she wrote a book, The Life and Letters of Kate Gleason. And through her research and the book, Janice was able to shine some light into the history. And finally, Kate's family realized that the boss was Kate. And so that's good. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, it blew my mind that Andrew was able to tarnish her reputation with her family and like I started thinking about like, what if he was successful enough that we didn't know her today? If he had tarnished her reputation everywhere. Can you imagine? That would be so detrimental. I mean, that episode would have been really short. Yeah. If he succeeded. <laughs> it wouldn't exist. But. No, it would be a, a 10 minute episode and then 20 minutes of us speculating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. But I... I think it's also interesting, though, that even though they were, you know, going around badmouthing her and the whole family had this idea about her, other people in society didn't feel that way about her. Right. And they Mm -hmm. still saw her worth and achievements. And so I guess I feel like that shows how much her work spoke for itself and that like she did so much that it kind of overshadowed the fact that her family was going around badmouthing her. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Kate was able to do so much. And like you said, her work spoke for itself and the connections that she made. So all of that stood on its own, no matter how much mudslinging the brother would try to do. Mm -hmm. Totally. Her work totally spoke for itself. Let's talk about what her brother was saying, because I don't think I mentioned that. He was saying that Kate stole all the credit from him and that basically he ran the business and other people would say that she did it, but she didn't. If that was true, if Kate really was stealing his thunder and didn't know what she was doing and just talking a big game, do you think she would have been able to succeed in all the businesses and work that she did afterward? Hmm. Heck no. 
Mm-mm. Exactly. I guess that's kind of what we were saying before, right? Is that like, you know, he's saying this one thing, but so many other people and businesses have a different story to tell of how it saved their business. So it's like, come on. Like we said in the episode, and if it wasn't clear, homie was a hater. Actually, he wasn't a homie. And he was a hater. <laughs> he was just a hater. That's all Hater's it was. Hater's gonna hate. Hater's gonna hate. The last thing I want to say about this I just wonder if Andrew would have been upset with Kate taking over if she had been a man. Mm. Mm. I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that his sister running the show did not sit well with him. Oh, that had to be it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, was he just upset that he was being outshined by a woman? Mm. I don't know. Who knows? But again, I guess we'll never know. What else stood out to you about the ladies this season or other threads that we saw kind of tying them together? What I thought was really interesting is how they conducted business. So that's why my word that stood out was business, because they are bosses. You know, they as bosses, they set their own rules and they did things in their own way. So it was just inspiring to see how these women were doing their thing by their own rules, like standouts. One of the Dorothy's, she made sure that every site she worked on had a nursing or a mother's lounge or Mm -hmm. how Ravati really pushed for like having the local community to be involved in her projects and stuff. So, yeah, business. Yeah. I also really liked finding out that Mayumi and Lita Bobardi were besties. Like, I just love when our ladies overlap and we find out that they knew each other. Yes. It's it's so fun. (laughs) It is. I was also really surprised that Jessica was able to create her Wizard of Oz season talking about <laughs> Dorothy's. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that this season was about business bosses, leaders, and overachievers. Mm. I like that it rhymes. <laughs> yes. They all went above and beyond in everything that they did. And it was pretty amazing to learn about all of them. Mm-hmm. Like they really inspired me. Lately, I've been thinking about leadership and if I want to start my own firm one day. Actually, if you had to start your own firm today, what is one policy or ideology you would include in your practice? Or what is one thing that you would include in your design process? I'm curious about that. (laughs) When I left practice, there were so many things I wanted to implement or I thought I could change in practice. So (laughs) I just have so many thoughts. And also just like hearing these women's stories and like thinking about their perspective. I think I would like to keep like a small boutique style firm, like keep it really small. Um, One of our ladies did that. And I thought that was really cool. Wasn't it Cornelia? Yeah. Yeah. That she had it in her house. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I I don't know if I would have it in my house unless my house was big enough. But uh, but maybe. <laughs> but outside from the actual like firm, I think depending on my project type, I like the idea of including some sort of like research element to my design process where like I would kind of like Rivati, right? Like I would conduct focus groups and like sessions with my clients and end users to get like their input and really get like a really cohesive, comprehensive final design. I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds really good. I think I would like to run a practice like our karyotid June Grant Mm. from Blink Lab Architecture, something very rooted in community and advocacy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I 
I definitely resonate with doing a smaller firm like Cornelia did. And like you said, Jessica, because I think I don't know, I like that aspect. And I think it gives more people in the office opportunity to work on a lot of different aspects of the project. Mm -hmm. And I think also just creating a good work life balance for employees, because I think that is not always present in architecture firms. Yeah. Oh, that would be very top, true. Top key. Top. That's yeah. <laughs> without it being I like said. the sense of ownership that mm-hmm. someone has in a small firm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I just like the ability to work on so many things, like all the different aspects within a firm. Yeah. Too. Like from start to finish, you're not mm-hmm. just doing one particular piece of the project. I mean, that's exactly. why I like working at a smaller firm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Now is the time for our little game that we do every season. Let's talk about your favorite episodes. You know the rules. You got to pick one that you did not host. Nergity, you're up. Okay, well, like I said in the beginning, one of my favorite things was this Wizard of Oz season. (laughs) And all the Dorothys and Doris. (laughs) I think I got to go with Dorothy Draper, episode 52, and her levels of fabulosity. Yes. (laughs) Tuxedo Park or whatever. Yes. Just... Learning about the first person, I didn't say woman, I said person, Mm. to begin an interior design firm in the United States was awesome. And how successful she was at that. I mean, it's still going to this day, right? Yep. Yeah. And I just was really inspired. I thought that was really great. And all the different hats that Dorothy wore, like life coach at one point. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Life coach before it was the title of life coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was just a very interesting character. Jessica always knows how to pick them. I yeah, love, that's true. <laughs> I love a good story. And yeah, her levels of fabulosity unmatched. Just look at her photo. She looks like a movie star. I remember. No, she, she really does. That. She, looks like a she movie was star. gorgeous. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> I remember, like, when I saw her picture, I texted Jessica, this lady is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Hollywood. Yeah. She was a star. Okay, so if I had to pick, I think my favorite episode would go to Rivati because if you listen back to episode 56, listeners, you will know how much I love mud and dirt. And we talk about that when we talk about Ravati. But also, I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that resonate with all of our ladies. But when this episode came out, we did hear from a listener that actually had Ravati as a mentor. So that was really pretty cool to like, I don't know, it made her story resonate more with me. Just a little bit. That's so special. Yeah, it felt special. And also it's like, oh my God, we're like a few degrees connected. Even she's a listener. I don't know. She reached out to us on social media. Anyway. Yeah, um, like three degrees of separation from Rivati. Yeah, but it's still cool. <laughs> uh, but also we can't forget our double lady episode. Nergidi's f- episode 54 with Lillian Marad and Laura Ashley. So that was pretty cool. You know, Laura Ashley, she's so iconic. So it was interesting to hear her origin story. So anyway, Lizzie, what's your pick? Who who do you Mm. choose? I think I got to go with Verma Panton. Mm. I just really liked seeing her story and how she pushed architecture in Jamaica forward and like helped start a university there. And I don't know, just kind of, you know, we talked a lot about 
how privileged in the U.S. we are that there's so many options for school and that kind of thing. And so just seeing her kind of create more opportunities for people in Jamaica for architecture was really cool. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so happy we got to talk about Verma and we learned how involved she was. And like you said, all the conversations that she brought up throughout the episode. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. For sure. I'm still waiting to hear about her horoscope, though, you know, (laughs) or her love life or her net worth. Her love life. Yeah, her love life. (laughs) Is there any updates? (laughs) Yeah, I don't I put a Google alert. (laughs) If something comes up, I'll get an email (laughs) from the beyond. Beyond. (laughs) Jessica, I have a question for you. Out of all the ladies this season and their firms, which would you like to join or what organization would you like to be a part of? Mm, I mean, fabulosity. I would go with Dorothy (laughs) Draper. Uh, I mean, she's one of the ladies that I enjoyed researching. I also, like we mentioned, I like that her company still exists today because that means I could most likely still have a job. Actually, an update on that story. Um, So in that episode, which is episode 52, by the way, I mentioned a man by the name of Carlton Varney. He was the designer that worked under Dorothy and who would eventually continue to uh be the keep the firm going he would be the president of the company the dorothy draper and co um so i recently found out that just this past july uh, mr varney passed away at the age of 85 Mm. so it was like we were just talking researching and talking about him so it's credit to him that i was able to find so much on dorothy Mm. because she kept he kept her legacy going and i'll be sure to put the link in this week's show notes of the New York Times article talking about his life and his work and how much of an impact Dorothy had in his life. It was a very compelling read just to learn about his work and stuff. So, yeah, we don't really talk about men <laughs> unless they do something bad. So. No, but I, I look forward to reading was, that. Yeah. And it's a man who is promoting women, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. His boss, his amazing boss mm-hmm. was a woman. Yeah. Mm hmm. I can't wait to read that and learn more about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. So I think that I work for Cornelia. Mm. Again, we talked about her small boutique office out of her house. Um, I just think the office culture sounded cool. And also the projects. I just really liked the things that she was working on. They were really interesting. And like the roof gardens and the mm. public squares and the playgrounds and things like that. Oh, yeah. And they were so big. Like, yes. I would have never thought that a small firm was working on something like that. Yeah, mm. I think that was the part that was so cool is that even though they were just, you know, a few people in her house, they were working on major projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. I would go work with Mayumi in a heartbeat. <laughs> mm. Just to be in Brazil, probably working with her and Lena Bobardi would be a dream come true (laughs) for a few months, at least. (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, I might get burned out after working with them. Yeah. And I need a few capirinhas to bring me back to life. So maybe it's it's more of a summer internship than a real job. Yeah. Just the experience. (laughs) Get the experience experience. and then get out. It'll look good on the resume. Let's be real, Nerdy. It's Brazil, Capirinhas, and Mayumi, but you'd also be 
one step closer to meeting Lena Babardi, which is. Oh, yeah. That's forget that's about the goal. it. <laughs> All right. Next question. OK, Nergidi. Boss, mentor, best friend or hired designer, meaning you're the client. Who would you choose between Verma, Laura, Lillian or Mayumi? Whoa, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, OK, boss, Verma Panton. Mm. I think that I align with her work ethic the most out of all those ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, mentor, probably Mayumi Watanabe. She was so involved in so many aspects of architecture. I would just enjoy shadowing her and meeting up with her for mentorship and for coffee and capirinhas, like we just talked about. <laughs> um, best friend, Laura Ashley, because she would give me the skinny on Lady Di. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, I think I'd hire Lillian Murad to design some textiles for me, but that would be a total shot in the dark since I could not <laughs> find any images of her design. <laughs> so I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> uh, maybe she could explain about the textile binders that I was talking about in layman's term and not that technical research paper I was reading that I felt like I needed a college master's degree on the subject to understand what I was looking at. Maybe she could explain that to me. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> Solid choices. And at least by hiring Lillian, you'd get to see her work. That's <laughs> true. Just yeah. for you. <laughs> Maybe she'll have a portfolio. I can finally, I can put it on the show notes finally. <laughs> Lizzie, if you could grab gin and tonic with Cornelia, Rebati, or Kate, who would you choose and what would you talk about? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think maybe Kate. I'd like to hear more about how she took over the business world and helped get all these companies back on their feet, even Mm. though I probably wouldn't understand half of it. But I think it would just be interesting. Yeah. And I'd also be very curious to hear her side of the Andrew situation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, Jessica, Mm -hmm. out of Dorothy, Dorothy or Doris, (laughs) (laughs) who would you go on vacation with where and why? Oh, yeah. Dorothy, Dorothy and Doris. I really wanted to find that third Dorothy listeners. You'll just have to listen back to episode 55 for my explanation on this like secondary theme I did to myself with the Dorothys and Wizard of Oz. But anyway, (laughs) uh, to answer your question, I think I might actually go with Doris on a vacation because she was the richest little girl in the world. You know, in that oh, episode. Right. And, oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello, six month honeymoon. <laughs> That's right. I was very jealous of that. <laughs> yes. And her trips all over the world to source furniture. I am so there. I would let, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know where we would go. I would let Doris decide. Yeah. And honestly, just follow. I, just follow. And I mean, I'd be cool with just hanging out with her humble home, the Shangri La in Hawaii. You know, just all right. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, even just hanging out on vacation at Shangri La, that does yeah. not sound half bad. Right? <laughs> not at all. Speaking of Dorothy, on one of our Dorothy episodes, we tried something new. On episode 55, we had our first guest co-host, Janine Chastain from Practice Disrupted. Yes. yes. 
our Gable Media sister. <laughs> I don't know if we call it. I don't know. She's she's a friend of ours anyway. Um, but that was such a cool episode. It was good having a business owner to chime in on our season of boss leaders. It was great. Agreed. Yeah. And just loved having a fourth voice on the show. I hope she has a chance to come back in future episodes. Yeah, we should bring Evelyn too. Let's just bring a whole bunch of people from our Gable Media family. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Well, listeners, She Builds is a business. Ladies, working on this season, was there anything that inspired you or snippets that you thought of for our own business? What can we expect for our next season? Okay. So, yes, listeners, She Builds is a business. She Builds. LLC? She Builds and Associates? What's our business name? I think it's She Builds, she builds Associates. Associates. She Builds Associates. We are a business. Um, but yeah, it did make me think of perhaps how we could be more confident with our work on the show. And maybe note to self, know what our business name is. Um, because, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, we are bosses, you know, just confidence, right? She builds associates. We are bosses too. It also made me think of that we can make our own rules and ask for what we want, like a mother's lounge at the office. Or, you know, we could be a whole ass accountant at the age of 12, like one of our ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Boss. Yeah, this season made me want to take our business further. It's just finding the time to do that. That's one of the most difficult parts (laughs) for us. But I'm sure we'll figure it out along the way. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And we usually talk about our ladies in one episode. So it feels like they were like, go, 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 go. But we're talking about their whole lifetime. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah. So I'm sure that they took their time to do great things. And so do we. We got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we asked like what questions we would want to know from our ladies who would we have coffee and drinks or whatever but the universal question if i got to meet any of these ladies would be what does your day look like and do you watch tv day in the life yeah because like how do they have the time to do (laughs) all this do you watch tv (laughs) yeah like what do they do like what like just how did they accomplish Netflix so wasn't much? around jessica so they know, weren't we watching talk about this you know? so they didn't even have tvs <laughs> maybe exactly. they read all the newspapers or like they read books <laughs> yeah. you know binge yeah. read the encyclopedia i don't know they hiked they spent time on do- outdoors. outdoors yeah sure sure yeah no but, but same mm. i was really inspired but i was also very unclear about how they had time to do all of the things but i guess they also lived in a world where there were less distractions like we yeah. have today i feel like but yeah i think like nerdy said it's just striking the right balance and we'll have to figure it out so we'll get there But in terms of next season, Mm. we'll be back in November and this will be a wild card season where we can pick any lady for any reason. Mm. We can thank Jessica for the theme (laughs) or I guess lack of theme. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just going to give us a chance to talk about ladies who maybe we haven't been able to quite fit into the other themes that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. I like how Jessica sold it to us. She was like. It's season number seven, like lucky number seven, trying our luck in the casino with the wild card. <laughs> like, such a, like, so, how many, 
many steps to get there. Like, <laughs> y'all know me. It's, there's levels. There's but layers like to everything. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, like Lizzie said, for the past two years, we've researched so many ladies that just didn't. They didn't quite fit in our previous season themes or Mm -hmm. we had to wait a little bit to find more information. And I mean, there's still stories that we want to tell. So why not? Just we're going to do a hodgepodge of anything goes. I mean, I still don't know what stories I'm going to be telling. So ladies, listeners, if you have ideas. It worked last season and you know, giving the people what they want. And of course. I, I'm I'm good with the big picture and I could be good with the small details, but sometimes I don't know, sometimes I don't think things all the way through. It, the in between. Yeah, the in between. But it, it happens. It'll happen. I just I like I like to give people what they want. You can do an Instagram poll. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I can refer back to it because there are some ladies that some listeners have suggested. So thank you for that reminder. And listeners still, you know, she builds podcast on Instagram and Facebook. She builds pod on Twitter. She builds podcast at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions because your girl needs latest stories to tell. Probably have them written down in a notebook, (laughs) too, for all I know. But Anyway, there's just so much to look forward to this season. And I'm excited for all of these like new opportunity that awaits us. Listeners, back in episode 55, we had our first guest host, like we mentioned, Janine Chastain. Next season, we might have more guest co-hosts, like we were saying earlier. We might have more charrettes. We had a lot of things happening on the background that we still haven't mapped out yet so it just means that season seven is gonna be just as great it's a wild wild, call. wild. it's gonna be the wild card um <laughs> i know for me personally between this past season and uh this, this current season that we're wrapping up and the next season there's just so many things changing i think actually in season five wrap up i had mentioned that i was packing because season six wrap up i'm officially back in my hometown of miami florida and for those that don't know uh i am no longer working where i was for the past four years so i have a new job opportunity that might come up it's still to be determined so yeah if folks know of any opportunities i'm all ears so that's exciting for what could happen during season yeah. seven. <laughs> Jessica, share with us some of your skills and things that you're looking for moving forward in your career so that all the hiring managers listening know to stop their hunting for other people <laughs> and reach out to you immediately. It's only about hunting people. Sounds kind of weird. Oh, oh. Sorry. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Oh, I no. don't know. When, I, when we talked <laughs> about it before, I didn't Whoops. think it was, I don't know, I'm watching too much TV, too much time on my hands. Anyway. Well, yes. Okay. So for those of you that didn't know, uh, at my previous job, I worked at the AIA. So that's right. The American Institute of Architects in their national office in Washington, D.C. While I was there, I was a program manager that worked on resources, events and programs that focused on the equity, diversity and inclusion, more specifically on women and emerging professionals. So I really liked that work um, and I would like to work more in that realm um, because I just think those conversations are important. While I was there, I also worked with students. So part of my job 
job was working with AIS, the student organization. So yeah, I mean, I really like that, but I'm open to whatever presents itself. Um, Before working at the AI, I worked in practice and I was, you know, an architectural designer. So I'm not opposed to stepping back into that either. So yeah, good question, Majdi. I have to remember that and keep talking about it. (laughs) I wish I could hire you, Jessica, and that you could move here to Houston with me. But I know that your heart is in Miami. So I'm going to let that dream go. Yes. I have a dream that we'll all be together in one city again, but I need, I think I need to wake up. Yeah, oh, that's the only no. thing I know for sure is that I want to stay in Miami just a little bit. It's been a while since I've lived in my hometown. So I'd like to stay yeah. there for well, a I'm going to change the subject before I get all sad. Yes. We've had past and future speaking opportunities this year. I don't think I had a chance to mention that last March, I shared our story and the podcast with the Women in Architecture Houston group which was really, really wonderful. I really enjoyed connecting with them and meeting more go-getter ladies like us. <laughs> and I also had the chance to meet the podcasters of Sorry Not In Studio podcast. These students have a podcast while in architecture school. What? Which I, think is, I know, right? Yeah. They talk Jeez. about all things studio. I think that's amazing. That's so cool. I need to listen to that. So be sure to listen to them, listeners. And also in the future, Jessica and Lizzie have something really exciting coming up. Yeah. In October, (laughs) Jessica and I will be at the Powerful Nine Conference in Los Angeles. So listeners, if you're in L.A. or coming to the conference, let us know. Yes. Uh, All right. I'm so excited. I wish I could go. I know. Next time. Next time. There's so many. Next time for sure. We have so many opportunities await us. The world is our Oyster, we are bosses, ladies. It's just coming. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So now let's visit the Agora. Remember, the Agora is where we share news, small or big. So here we go. Our very own Nergiti has been selected for the Christopher Kelly Leadership Program. I'm so excited and I want to tell you about that. But before I wanted to surprise you and tell you that I passed program and analysis. What did you find out? Because we've been talking for like five hours. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> well I likely passed, you know, at the end of the exam. Yeah, 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 you, you passed. passed you, you got it. Yeah. No, girlfriend, you passed. I haven't heard of it the opposite. It was yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah, yesterday at the end of the test, I was like, tell me if I passed or not. And it said, you likely passed. So that means I passed. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, it does. I'm so relieved. Okay, Nergi, so what does that mean? Do you need just one more? It means, well, no, two. Two. I am four tests down, two to go. I am one test closer to becoming a licensed architect. That's right. I went over the hump, you know, because before I had passed three and I was missing three and now I'm over the hump and I'm just so glad. (laughs) You know, I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for your support. I just can't do it without you and like rearranging the whole season for me (laughs) so that I could study and take the test. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yes. Okay, I'm so excited because that's yeah. We we wanted to include life updates, and that includes exams and successes. I just wanted to get your reaction, like Live. in real time, unfiltered. Ooh. I bet oh my Lucy gosh. thought I failed. No, I knew that you wouldn't I say it. I, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, we did. We were talking about it before. Off yeah, air, so I, I was like, purposely oh. was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or I thought you were going to give us, uh, I don't know, but I'm excited. Okay. But Nerjini, can you explain to the listeners what the Christopher Kelly Leadership Program is? Because it sounds cool. Oh, but yes. I don't Let's know go back people, to that. Yes. <laughs> other good news. Yeah. I'm also excited about that. So the CKLP mm-hmm. is a year-long program that is meant to train and nurture the next generation of leaders. So I'm very excited about meeting the other selected scholars and what we're going to learn together. And I'm also really excited to share more about it on the podcast and with you once it starts and that I can share more knowledge with others and just become a better leader, which is very fitting with the season. Yes. All right. Congratulations, Chica. You got so much going yes. on. Congrats on all the Thank things. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Well, you just we gotta celebrate day. today. Yes, right. drink something. Yes, I'm gonna go drink some. Uh, that's that just wonderful. And actually, the Christopher Kelly Leadership Program—it's really great. I know a lot of folks that went through that program, and they're awesome. So, listeners, you heard that response. Unfiltered celebrations. We like to share happy and great news. So we want to hear from you. We would love to hear your great news, big or small. Did you pass the test? Let us know. Yes. Did you get accepted into something? Got an extra dollar? Found cheap gas? You know what's you know how it is out here in these streets. <laughs> Let us know, especially drop the coordinates because I'm shopping around for cheap gas. Anyway, please send us your good news to our email at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com and let's celebrate your accomplishments together. All right. Time to <laughs> say goodbyes. Gosh. <laughs> wow. So sad. <laughs> I fought the urge to do that for many episodes. I couldn't anymore. (laughs) She had to give in. I had to give in. Listeners, don't forget that She Builds Podcast is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is all about building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That is G-A-B-L-Media.com. Please let us know what you thought of our episode and this season. If you've enjoyed this season, please help us spread the word. Tell your friends, your bosses, your life coaches, your leadership coaches, everybody. Just tell everybody. Tell them to give us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. Tell them to write us a review and this will all help us reach a wider audience and for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us. We are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep learning about women bosses with us. You can email us your thoughts at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com, leave a comment on our website, shebuildspodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shebuildspodcast and on Twitter at shebuildspod. We're going to take a short break while we develop season lucky number seven, and we'll be back in November. This is a great time to tell your friends about this season, to re-listen to your favorite episodes, and to start conversations about everyone you've heard about. So this is not a goodbye, even though I sang that (laughs) solemn song. (laughs) It's just a see you later. Until season lucky number seven. Adios. Adios. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Sorry, I'm going to say that again because there's a car that was just, I don't know what, today, all day today. Mm-hmm. Weird cars. Miami. They think they're in the Fast and the Furious, the one that was in Miami. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.